WKNC Raleigh, this is GJ DiGiorno, and I'm joined here in the studio with The Love Language. Hi guys, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Well, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? I am Stuart McLam of The Love Language and of <laughs> other things. I am Autumn Inger, and I play keys. All right, awesome. Well, last time we talked to you, it was uh, back in July, I believe, um, right when your album was released. Um, so uh, how have you guys been since then? It's been good. We, um, I guess the major biggest thing was we did like a national tour um, around August and September, and um, it was so fun. We, um, I don't know, there's just great vibes. Everybody got along great, and the shows were, were awesome. But um, what was your favorite part, Autumn? <laughs> uh, we <laughs> saw some redwood trees. That was really exciting. We saw some starfish. Um, we saw lots of landscapes that were really cool and interesting, and the and country is very beautiful. That, that special little noodle <laughs> noodle place in San Diego that you we ate us a lot to. of good food. Uh, really we saw cool things, and we had noodles from around the world in various and, states. And shout out the to country. David Rainey who came out and picked up the bill. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's always great going around to yeah. eat out at different places. Um, so, yeah, you guys hit up most of the U.S. there on your tour. Uh, you went out with Eternal Summers, uh, Man Man, the Dodos, yeah. a couple other people. Um, so it sounds like a great no, time. It was, it was really awesome, you know. It's, you don't take those things, you don't take it for granted. It's like, it's a really cool experience, you know, to be able to go out there and, and, and see all the noodle houses the country <laughs> has to offer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. This so, is a noodle tour yeah. of the country. There's no excuse to go yeah. eat. What, what would the next tour be? What food? Uh, maybe pizza. Just we pizza had kind of a time. pizza tour in the summer. We ran out of all of our Taco Bell gift cards. True. Taco we, Bell. We were feeding the beat is their program. Feeding yeah, the they gave us a lot of... The beat um, has been fed all $500 <laughs> of it. I ate more Taco Bell this year than I've ever probably in my life. Well, I, I mean, I guess you yeah. can't go wrong with that, I don't know. Um, and I'm so bad at interviews. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys, this is kind of your first uh, trip on the road uh, for a little bit. So, what was it like being back on the road again? Well, it was, you know, it was a new crew. I mean, as people that follow the band, you know, some people have kind of come and gone musical chairs, you know, throughout the years. And um, so, it was our first time really going out together. But um, I can you know, sincerely say that there's just a chemistry with this particular group that was like really refreshing and awesome. And just, yeah, it was just like really good vibes the whole time. And cause it's easy to, you know, um, you're like basically married for a month, like living in a van and the same room all the time. So, you know, it's easy. I think for things can go bad too, but it was just like a really good time. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Good that's times. that's awesome. Um, so you guys did a, a full performance set uh, for KEXP. Uh, what, what was that like? That, that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that was at Doug Furs in um, Portland, which is one of my favorite venues. But, um, yeah, I think when we went into it, we weren't – I wasn't aware it was as big a production as it was, I guess. But it was it was really cool. We just um, showed up and just ran through, like, a short set. It was, like, five or six songs. But yeah, I, I just watched it. I don't typically watch, you know, like YouTube videos or whatever of, of the band. Um, but I I liked it a lot. It was cool to watch. Yeah. My haircut was a little weird. 
I cut I cut my hair in Omaha like the night before and I did a bad job. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you if they had told you, you what how big of a production it was, <laughs> would you have done that? Yeah, I wish someone there would have been a stylist on the you know, on, <laughs> They didn't have a makeup artist there. <laughs> oh no, man. Everybody Just looks for like themselves. road road dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, despite your busy touring schedule the past couple months, uh, you guys have managed to come back and play a couple of shows around here. I know you a couple months back did one at the Mattress Fort there, um, and at oh, the yeah. cave and stuff. Uh, so I wanted to kind of ask you, like, what, what what do you think about doing like kind of like these surprise uh, local gigs? Like, what what does that kind of mean for your band and for the Triangle? Yeah, I like to do it because. Um, I don't know. I think personally, I like going to more like intimate type shows, you know, and um, so I always, I just think it's fun for the band to have a more like low key um, type shows. That's why we've played Slims before in the past and stuff. And I was, I don't know. I just think that's it's cool to to just show that you know, like we're just like any band. It's just I don't know, hey. amps and drums and hanging out people, and it's not. But like you know, it's fun to do the big shows too. Like don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I like to mix it up both ways because it's a definitely a different experience of going to see a band at like the cave or a house show than in going to like the cradle or lincoln theater yeah, yeah and definitely. yeah i don't think there's any ones better than the other i mean i've definitely seen some amazing bigger type shows too but yeah it's just fun to mix it up you know yeah yeah well i know we always appreciate you guys coming home for a show yeah um, definitely and it's been a while i was thinking about it. we haven't really played a triangle show since um the record release back in july so yeah, I'm. I am so excited about this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it it, it should be good. Um, and once again, they're playing uh, Friday and Saturday at Kings. It's a winter formal. Um, with Sylvanessa, <laughs> and we'll be talking about that a little bit later. Um, yeah. So, what, what do you think? Uh, what effect has the Triangle had on your music, the Triangle music scene, and just being a part of this? Um, coming back and doing these local gigs. Um, I mean, it's definitely a big part of it. Um. I'd say, I mean, I just feel like it's in there naturally, but there's just, a, there's, I don't know, there's like a, a wealth of, um, of just like creative energy, like in this whole area. And, um, I'd probably say I'm more influenced by my close peers and musicians around here than probably anything else. Um, you know, there's like good, like, um, healthy competitiveness about it. You know, you hear your buddy's record and you love it, but at the same time you're like, man, <laughs> so good i gotta work on my gotta step my game up i.e ryan gustafson um but uh or a lot of stuff so i don't know what do you think about that you go to you go to a lot of shows probably more than me i just think that it's, we just are really lucky to live in the place that we live because there's so many great bands and i'm really excited about getting to see Sylvana so again this weekend because I've seen them several times mm-hmm. before and we are lucky to play with them in Atlanta coincidentally and that was definitely for me one of the highlights of the whole tour so I am really excited to see Sylvana so this weekend yeah yeah they're, they're a great they're so band fun. yeah it's so and Nick it's funny but Nick actually played bass Nick Sanborn uh, someone else who played bass on a tour with us like oh, okay. a while back in 2011. Um, we did well, our first tour was with a band he was in called Headlights, and that was the first national tour the band ever did. That was back in 2009. And then we got to know him, and then there was a, another musical chair moment, and he came in and filled out on bass. So we're old friends, so that's going to be really 
Really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I knew they blew everyone away at Hopscotch, and yeah. everyone's dying for them to come back and play a show. So this weekend should be definitely really special. Yeah, it's they put on yeah, amazing. Think, yeah, I think this is the, probably the first time that they've been back in playing in Raleigh since Hopscotch. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so. 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 Oh, and I need to plug this too that we're really encouraging people to. Uh, it's like a winter formal type show, so we're trying right. to get the word out for everyone to dress up, and then Arcade Fire rudely ripped off my idea <laughs> i've seen I'm just <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta play this is war <laughs> little old us no but um but yeah but they were all nice about it on their facebook and said that you didn't have to but i'm here to tell you that you have to okay are you, are you gonna be throwing up. people out at the door oh, personally out the window, personally the second floor of King. so so what is the bare minimum people have to wear to get in um I mean, really, you don't have to, have to. <laughs> you but, don't have to. But, but I just think, I don't know, it doesn't have to, it can be anything you want. You can you can wear anything you want as long as it makes the <laughs> evening more interesting. Yeah. Or don't wear anything. And no, you can't. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Hackney will be wearing his tuxedo from prom, so I just feel like if everyone else is wearing their tuxedo, like you, you know that you'll go and you'll feel real left out if you're, you know. Yeah. Which reminds me, I haven't got my suit yet. Maybe we can go do that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be really bad if I didn't dress up. If we say that you have to dress up and then you show up just wearing a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know everyone's pretty excited to break out their stuff from prom and other things in the past that they haven't seen. Yeah. I think it's going to be so fun so. to like, and it's not like a Christmas or holiday thing. It's just a winter formal. Just so it's it like, I don't know. It'll be like a pre New Year's Eve or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Practice I did buy some fake snow at Michael's. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we look forward to that definitely. Um, yeah. So we we talked about Sylvanessa a little bit. Are there any other uh, bands in the Triangle that you really love and are really excited about? Yeah. Um, there's so many. Um, like Gross Ghost just put out that record. I've been um, a big fan of theirs for years, and Mike Dillon, and then last year's Men. Um, I've actually, I don't even think I've like talked about this much, but I've been working on their record with Ben, uh, the singer, Ben Carr, yeah. and I've been like mixing it. And they record it with Greg Cartwright um, at his house with Wes Wolf Engineering, but I've been mixing it, so I'm taking a stab at that, and I've been learning a lot, and we're so close. And Ben, if you're listening, you've been so patient. <laughs> but you still owe me some gas money. <laughs> but, no. but it's been really cool, so um, I'm really excited about that band They're, i've been obviously listening to the new songs a lot and they're so good mm -hmm. um any others oh, there's so many yeah i feel like i hard for me to human eyes thomas um, is my roommate i've been listening to him working on new jams that are awesome um Pripyat, i like a lot yeah um lomelands exciting mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. new. and yeah Lollipops, always been a big mm -hmm. fan of them. Little Iggy Koski. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're great. Um, all right, so why don't we take a break for a second? We're going to play uh, a little bit of an older cut from, uh, this is off your first album, uh, Two Rabbits. Oh, yeah, this, is the, this was the first uh, song I wrote ever. No, <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, project. <laughs> well, here it is. Uh, this is Two Rabbits by The Love Language. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk a little bit more about their new album, Ruby Red, after this and about their winter formal. So here it is, Two Rabbits. Yesterday. 
WKNC Raleigh this is DJ DiGiorno, and that was Two Rabbits by The Love Language, and uh, they are playing this weekend, December 6th and 7th, Friday and Saturday night, with Sylvanesso at King's Barcade for their winter formal, and uh, they're here live now with me in the studio. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their new album, Ruby Red. It came out uh, back in July. Um, so you guys have kind of toured around with this a bit, and it's been out for a while. Um, so what has been uh, your perception of its reception from fans and critics? Um, I think it's been good. It's it's definitely a little uh, different direction for the band um, that I felt like was needed to, I guess, to not to make the project. To make the band and the project seem a little more multi-dimensional, I guess. I wanted to try out some new stuff, you know, so. And that's been, I think it's been pretty welcomely received, um, which is cool. I was like a little self-conscious about trying different stuff out and if people like the old, like, hard to tell and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I thought, I think it's been well-received, I guess. I've seen a couple of nasty reviews, but I don't let it bother me too much. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we definitely love it here. We play it a good bit, so, um, so yeah, we're looking forward to the show. Um, but you talked about it being a little bit different from your past records. Was this something that you went in consciously um, trying to do, or did it just kind of come out that way in the song? No, it was a little conscious. I think I just, I mean, this whole band started almost somewhat, like, accidentally. It was, I think, the first record is something that, it was just a time and a place that something had to kind of get out, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, and so that was very effortless in a sense, mostly just cause I was, I don't know, in tune with the emotions I was going through, whatever it happened. But you, I mean, there's a lot of art and music that comes out of those situations, you know, um, most more commonly heartbreak, you know, or whatever, but then, you know, it opened up a lot of opportunities in my life and, it was sweet and got a record deal. But then I, I think I found myself being like, okay, well, who am I? <laughs> you know, like, what is this project? Do I need to always write love songs or whatever? And, you know, and so this was a conscious effort to try to, to just explore some other themes and, and musical styles. I think I was trying to, in the first record, do a very like throwback sixties kind of sound. Mm -hmm. And I listened to a lot of that music and love that style of, production and but i listened to a lot of other stuff so i guess i felt like this record was hopefully gonna like break the mold for the band a little bit and and i think that down the road people should just i think that this project will just kind of go anywhere I'm, i think we might even get back to like another lo-fi type record for the next one um and like a really raw sound but then you know down the road it might be cool to try to do like a more electronic thing or whatever just to just to be able to i don't know i feel like 2014 and beyond people i don't know you just kind of do whatever you want right yeah well i, I think we've liked everything that you put out so far so thanks we'll so much look yeah. forward to what comes in the future um so uh was this process for the album uh different than your other ones because it had a little bit of a different sound did you go about it differently or what was it like no it's usually it's the same kind of thing is where I'll make a bunch of like demos and then flush them out. At least those were similar to like libraries, I guess with BJ who, who um, was in the band at the time, but, and he's recorded and engineered and mixed both those records, libraries and Ruby red. But um, yeah, it was pretty much that just, I got a bunch of demos done and then um, 
kind of flesh them out with him in a studio. But this one was was different than the last studio record and that we built our own studio at Ruby Red and this that's here in Raleigh. <clears throat> yeah, do you do you want to talk about that a little bit, building your own studio? Yeah. It was um it was cool. I mean, BJ was definitely a lot of like I guess the brains behind that. Um but yeah, we just bought a mixer and like a tape machine, um, you know, and a bunch of mics and some some buddies, Josh Pope, good buddy of mine, lent us some some gear too. And we just kind of built it uh, in the basement of Ruby Red, which is like a arts uh, cooperative like uh, workshop um, off West Street, downtown Raleigh. And there's a bunch of artists that live in there, painters and um, musicians. I think Iggy might even be from Lollipops. I think he rehearses out there. But, um, yeah, it's a really cool spot. And apparently in the 90s, it used to be a studio down there. So the room that we recorded oh, okay. actually had raised floors, like soundproofing and all that. So we um, we used that. And then we used the really big open area for, like, more reverberant kind of sounds and miking the drums and getting, like, a big boom. But it was a perfect environment to record in. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, so I read that uh, you enlisted over 20 different musicians uh, to kind of help out record uh, this album. So how did that come about? Yeah, it was um, it was done for, for how long that record? The, I went down the rabbit hole with mixing and, and stuff, learned lessons from that. But the actual recording was done pretty quickly. It was done mostly in February of 2012. Um, I'd say like, 70, 80% of the record was done then. And then we did some overdubs and stuff later. But so it was a, I don't know, it was a really like a lot of momentum in that month. And it wasn't totally planned out. It would just be like, man, we need, who'd be a good bass player? Okay, Dave Mueller, you know, who plays with Birds of Avalon, Heads on Sticks, and just called him up. And he would, you know, he came in like two days later and put some bass down on some some tracks. Um, so it was really a lot of that. There was a lot of musicians, but it was very much like, calling someone with a couple of days notice and they just come in. Um, but yeah, there's like strings and horns and blocking and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it was uh, really, but it was really cool to have, you know, a lot of people cause I've in the past, I've done a lot of the recording myself. So that was really cool to make it a little more of a communal experience and letting people add some, their own personalities and colors to the music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you you talked about uh, your past albums uh, having kind of like a '60s influence. Um, has this album kind of had that same influence, or what have been the major influences on on your last effort? Um, well, I think it was more like, I mean, if the first record just kind of happened, which it did, I guess, like then with libraries, I just kept those those predominantly '60s themes going. So as long as when I'd write, I would start from that kind of. Uh, bass, you know, song and bass. But then with this one, I was like, I think when I started writing for this record, I just felt like writing whatever. And I wasn't even thinking about it being love language. And then it sort of just ended up still fitting in, I guess. But um, I don't know. It's really from song to song. Like, I have to say. Um, I don't know. If I went song by song, like, Kids was more of like garage rock kind of thing. I feel like the demo sounded like no age and it doesn't it didn't come out like that. But 
High Life was going to be like a supposed to sound like a soap opera theme. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to talk about how it. Yeah, every song was just. It was supposed to be more like a mixtape. The album it's just kind of all over the place. Some early '80s Cure, some more like heavier stuff on some of the songs. And I don't know. Okay. Well, um, you had released a couple of months ago, I believe, the the Black Mountain tapes, the demo tapes, um, and it was just on cassette for a while, but now you've released it online. Um, so, what kind of drove you to release the demos? And uh, yeah, it was actually um, Merge suggested it, and uh, and I thought that was really cool. Um, I got the email from Adam. I don't know exactly who suggested it from the label, to be honest, but um. But yeah, and then, you know, I th- I thought it was cool because I think people that have followed the band since the beginning like the uh, the kind of raw sound of like the first record. So those are basically I think, similar in like aesthetic and sound quality and stuff. So I thought that was cool. And, and then I really like hearing demos because there's so much to be said for taking a piece of music to the studio and all the possibilities and expanding it. But there's But you never get as close to like that initial creative spark than in hearing a demo. And I think, you know, you can do a million vocal takes or guitar takes to get it right. But when you're first laying that one down and you're not worried about it, it's not necessarily better, but it's, it's just, yeah, like I said, it's just closer to that moment of conception, which I think makes them real interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, songs are like catching like a photograph or a moment, you know? So there's, that's always like a cool moment in the process of writing, I think is when it's first done. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I was stoked to share that with people. And there's some real embarrassing and rough stuff on there, but, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see the evolution of the songs and see, like, where each musician takes it. I mean, I know I like listening to, like, my friend's stuff and see how theirs kind of evolves. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really cool that you released that. Um, so I kind of ask this question with all the bands that come in, so I'm kind of curious to hear your reaction or your answer to it. Um, but uh, if you had to describe your sound as a room, the love language, uh, what, what would the room look like? What would be in the room? Oh, as a room? Yeah. Would it be a noodle shop or? <laughs> I think it'd be trashed. <laughs> it would just be total chaos and clutter. Um, but uh, cozy as yeah, well. Yeah, cozy, homey. Yeah. Maybe It'd be like, like a really yellow. messy holiday scene of stockings and fire, but the room would be a total wreck. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that right. was a good question. That's a very, uh, to really think about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that, that, that was a good answer. It works. Um, so why don't we go ahead and play an, a track from the new album? Uh, this one is High Life. Do you want to talk about that a little bit before we play it? This is the 70s. Uh, soap opera theme that never was. All right. Well, here it is, High Life uh, by The Love Language, and they're playing this Friday and Saturday at King's with Sylvanesso for their winter formal. So keep it locked here. We'll be talking more with them after this song.
KNC Raleigh, this is DJ DiGiorno, and uh, that was High Life by The Love Language, and they are here now with me in the studio. Um, we're talking about their show this weekend, Friday and Saturday, at King's Barcade, the winter formal with Sylvan Esso. And uh, so we talked about it a little bit already earlier. Um, so how, how did this idea come about to have a winter formal? Because obviously, like you said, Arcade Fire stole it from you, you didn't yeah. get it from them. Um. Well, it first started, we just, it started with me and Martin Anderson. I ran into him at OCSC, and he was like, we got to get a show with, with you guys in Sylvan So I think that'd be a great bill. And then from there, you know, email thread, and we were all just agreed to do a show, but we wanted to make it seem, just do something to make it a little more special. special. Yeah. And then I forget, we were thinking about a bunch of stuff. It started out like a prom, and then we were like, no, let's make it like, like real classy, not like. Not prom, classy, yeah. Real classy. So, yeah, we're all growing up. Time to wear <laughs> some suits every now and then, not just when you go to court, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. So yeah, it just it just kind of started with like a little email exchange between everybody. Um, I don't remember whose idea. It might have been Martin or Will's idea. 
It was my idea, <laughs> officially on the air. All right. Well, yeah, it, but it'll yeah, definitely then be. Fire I had to go. Still the thunder. Still my thunder again. Yeah. Um, so, do you have anything special planned? I I know you talked about buying fake snow earlier. Is there anything else in the works, or is it going to be a surprise? Yeah, we've got. I mean, no. Yeah, we're going to do some. We're going to decorate it and make it look real nice. Um, some tea lights. We got a couple covers we're doing. Our sleeve that I won't tell, but secret secrets. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be a fun night. I, we kept it simple, you know. It's the two bands. Um, and, uh, and then Will's going to DJ, Will Hackney from Trekkie Records is going to DJ afterwards and he's an awesome DJ. So it's going to be more just about like, you know, a lot of fun. The bands will play and then just like a dance party afterwards. But yeah, we're keeping it different each night. We're doing different sets. So, um, if you do feel like going, it's, it'll be different each night if you want to come, come out both times. Yeah, yeah, well, we're definitely looking forward to it. it it'll be a great time. I know yeah. a lot of people in Triangle. And it's going to be great to see everybody kind of yeah. dressed up, you know. Yeah, so I, I think everyone will be going out to that. It'll be great to see people from all around the Triangle. It'll be a good time. Um, so, yeah, th- once again, that's uh, December 6th and 7th at King's Barcade with Sylvanessa, the winner formal. Um, so, yeah, what you guys have kind of finished your Lega tour here and you've got these two dates. Um, but what else do you guys have planned for the future and moving forward into 2014? Um, I don't think it's been announced. It might be getting announced today, but we're playing um, at Satellite in Wilmington, uh, North Carolina on New Year's Eve. And um, <clears throat> other plans, we're, we're trying to get to Europe and we have a, a booking agent over there. He's been putting it together, but... It's just we're still working out some logistics. We're hoping to go there next spring and, and just keep on touring. And uh, we're actually getting um, pretty busy on the next record this month. Um, me and Tom, I've just got some, bought some gear and we're getting like a little home studio set up. So I think we're thinking about the next record, like I said, uh, two ways. We're going to make demos, I guess, this month. And then if... Uh, if we like the vibe of them, that might just be the record and keep it simple. Or if we feel like we need to take it to a studio, we could do that as well. But that's, so we're getting really busy on that, um, this month. And, uh, yeah, we got a little house off 15501, um, in Chapel Hill, but it's out in the woods so we can make a lot of noise and real big open windows in the music room and, and, oh, no. and Stu just Good rented vibe. his van to the Holograms, who just left for an American tour. Yeah, and so punk he, band holograms. he and Tom will be um, trapped on one without a place to go until all these new songs are done. And then we'll call Autumn and ask if he can drive us up the road to <laughs> get some groceries or whatever we need, some e-cigarettes. <laughs> Stu's smoking an e-cigarette <laughs> right now. Not smoking. It's not what would you call it? Vape, vaping. <laughs> Am I the first person to smoke an e-cigarette on in, air? In here that I know of. That's rough. You can't see him, but he looks really classy. Yeah, I, I think that should be the rule at the formal. <laughs> only e-cigarettes, no, no real yeah. cigarettes. You can bring your e-cigarettes out. Put them in one of those little, what do you call it? Little, oh, those like Cruella DeVille things. Yeah, I was about to say the Cruella DeVille thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah. know the name for it either. Um. But yeah, you recently worked with the NC Music Love Army. Uh, their album yeah. just came out about a week ago. So uh, why don't you kind of talk about that a little bit and how that came about? Yeah. Um, well, John Lindsay had approached me um, 
and he's you know a musician with a band after his own name um from charlotte and he comes through here a lot but great dude and um him and caitlin carey i think did a lot of the work organizing it but um yeah it's just a bunch of of musicians around the triangle i think the the whole thing really started i think with uh django haskins of old ceremony um wrote we are not for sale and posted it youtube and i think that sort of influenced a lot of musicians to speak up about you know the um the really regressive sort of politics that are going on in the state right now and and to let their voice be heard and um I know that song especially resonated with a lot of people and then that just sort of inspired them to to put a record together and um I um we were sort of busy with tour I mean I don't even want to make excuses but I I contributed just vocals on one song but it was really cool to to be a part of it and then for them to ask me to do it but um I know that you can if you feel like it, you can get uh, the record online, and uh, they're still working. Any any retailers that um, want to help out, I know that Caitlin had mentioned on Facebook. I saw the other day that she can't afford to really, um, you know, give the cut to retailers. But if any retailers or record stores in the Triangle would like to stock it to just kind of help the cause, I think that'd be amazing, and they can um, get in touch with her. And the, the website for the project is NC musicloveArmy.org, ncmusicloveArmy.org, or just Google North Carolina Love Army. But, um, yeah, I think they're trying to, you know, raise awareness about, um, like I said, just some of the really messed up um, recent um, political things that have gone down. And uh, But, yeah, so check it out and um, check out the records, a lot of good stuff. And, like I said, a bunch of mus- musicians from all over the Triangle were a part of it. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll play the, the cut that you were featured on here at the end. Yeah, John Lindsay uh, wrote this tune. Uh, is this here what Jesus would do? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for stopping by, and uh, yeah. we're looking forward to the show. should be a good time. Uh, do you guys have any last words for listeners? Bye. Bye. <laughs> you better dress up. Yeah, dress up. Keep it classy. <laughs>